is Melissa Ambers, and I am the founder and CEO of Savvy Media Group Inc. We are so excited that we had the opportunity to talk with uh, some ladies and a couple of guys for our fireside chat. As you know, we are celebrating Women's History Month right now in March is Women's History Month, and we are a part of that celebration. I'm sure there are things happening all over the world, but we want to also be a part of that as well. Now, we're going to jump right in, and welcome to Fireside Chat with Savvy Media Group. What does Women's History Month mean to you? I think about Women's History Month. I really think about the Black women that have built the United States from the moment of enslavement, hitting the shores of the United States, how they really have ingrained into the U.S. different parts of culture, from the food to dance to hair. And so when I look at Women's History Month, I also think about the innovation that we've bought from entrepreneurship after enslavement to now looking at the technology age we're in, what we're developing in that aspect as well. So when I think of, of Women's History Month, I really am hyper-focused on Black women because I identify as one and all that we've done in the United States to bring it forth to where it is today. It's, <laughs> well, usually... They never thought I was an engineer. So people like, and so I always made it a point of sitting at the table early on in my career, not sitting at a chair against the wall away from the table because it sent a different message. And I figured that out luckily early on or either somebody early on in my career told me what not to do. So number one, I knew I was going to go into places and spaces where they were always going to assume I was not the engineer. I could not be the one leading a project. And so I remember this particular man who I showed up to a construction site where he was doing work with one of his coworkers from his co company. And he was like, well, where did you get a pickup truck? Like he was asking me while I was driving a company vehicle. We work for different employers. And matter of fact, I reported on whether or not his progress. So he was literally questioning me about the validity and how was I allowed to drive a company vehicle? Well, are you driving such and such as vehicle, which was a coworker's vehicle? I was like, no, this is mine. And he was just in complete disbelief that I could have a company vehicle. And so, you know, and this was, you know, more than what, about 17, 15, 17 years into my career consistently having to combat that. And so had he not been asking me these questions, guess what? I would have gotten my work done quicker. And so literally it takes us longer to do our work because people continue to question us, question me about my abilities. They continue to question me about my authority and they continue to not want to really respond to me because I was a woman, especially a black woman. And so that was a lot of my bad experiences being an engineer, especially in construction during my career. Why is it important for you to participate in a project like this to celebrate women in leadership roles? Important to me because oftentimes people are like, oh, well, assuming that this woman did the same work as a man to get there. 
literally they're doing 300% more, right? They're doing more at home generally than their, their, their spouses or their male counterparts in the workplace. They usually have more degrees, more certifications than their male counterparts. It, they, it takes them longer to get promoted and to get recognized for their work, even if they're speaking up for themselves, they get backlash. And so for me, Women's History Month and really celebrating women in executive roles is how much extra work they had to have, how much more support they had to have in order to get there. And it's a ridiculous amount that they have to go through in order to get to the same level as a man that's usually less qualified than them. So for me, Spending the time, especially during Women's History Month, but to me, any month and every month and every day is really important to highlight them and like, I see you, I know you're working extremely hard. And so for this year specifically, I've been telling women to go rest because nobody else is going to tell you to rest. They're like, well, who's going to do this? Well, why don't you do that? I don't have time to do it. You're going to have to do it. Nobody's telling us to go rest. And so I'm so encouraging more women, especially during Women's History Month, to recognize them and say, go rest. To me, nobody else is telling them that. And that's a different level of recognition and understanding of how much they go through to build to where they are in their professional careers. What are your thoughts on the stats of only 8% of women are in leadership roles globally? Not surprising. Um, I, I follow the stats, especially here in the U.S. What I think is probably surprising to most people would be if they talk to those women, what they said they had to do to get there. And we always talk about work-life balance. And the former CEO of Pepsi, she said there wasn't work-life balance. She said, I knew I had to sacrifice things. Like I wasn't going to make to all of my children's plays. I knew that. And she was like, she said, you have to understand at this level you're going to sacrifice things. What does that sacrifice look like? But also those women that often do it, if they're married, their spouse is part of that success. Meaning we always have this joke, women in leadership roles, guess what? They, we need wives and, and nobody, and, and exactly women, women get what that means. And men like, what do you mean they need wives? Because men often don't understand how much work their wives do. Well, she just keeps the house. Let your wife go away for a week. You keep the house. You take a week of vacation. and you keep, I don't understand how she dresses all the kids every morning. And then she cleans up and how, how does she get all the laundry done? It's not enough hours because the kids are getting off the bus and then they want their snack and I'm trying to prep for dinner and then they're doing the homework and then I'm trying to do laundry. Them, they literally give up after one day. But for whatever reason, they believe that women can do it. And so a lot of women, the, the, you know, the joke is we, we need wives because we have to have that. And so what you find is the amount of processes and systems and services women have, that 8% have, bringing in somebody to clean the house, bringing in somebody, tutors to help the kids with their homework, and really just finding the quality time to, to spend with their kids. And, and their fam other family members. And so I'm not surprised at the 8% because culture tells women, no matter whether it's US to Asia, that these are the things you're responsible for. But it's okay for a man to hire a service out 
to do those things, but it's looked badly or poorly upon when a woman does it. And I've caught myself doing it too. And and so we have to pull back those reins and say, hold up, if a man can do it, I can do it too. <laughs> as, a, as a song, if you can do it, I can do it too. And, and really focus on that. So no, I'm not surprised because culturally speaking, that 8% will tell you how much they had to build out a support system to oftentimes pick up the norms of what women are supposed to do in home. So yeah, I'm not surprised at the 8%. I wish we, I say let's focus in the next 10, five years to get it to 18% globally. What would you like to see changed with women in leadership roles in having a seat at the table? Oh man. So what I would like to see differently, and this is literally going to take a generation to do. Women have changed everything they can change except for boys and men. And so what, what, I, what I mean by that is socializing young boys in their perspective and their views on gender norms. And what does that look like? I think, so the reason I say we are a generation away if we look at Gen Z or even Gen A, what what does that look like? And how can we socialize them now? Like, well, you can learn how to do, you can learn how to cook now. You and these you can do your own lunch. And really being able to show them these aren't things that your sister or your mom have to do. These are the things that you have to do for yourself. And changing that gender norms now, starting now with the generation of mothers we have, millennial mothers, Gen X mothers, I think we can see that change in the next in the next generation or two. So that's what I see really. I don't I don't see women being able to do more change because we we do all we can do right and we are at eight percent we're at eight percent after doing everything we're tired let's go rest what we can do is really parent and educate and auntie because i'm auntie these young teenage boys and pre and tweens and toddlers and adolescents boys gender norms aren't the norms that your father and your grandfather and uncles may think it is and really change that for them. And so I think that's where the work can be focused on. And people think I'm crazy. And when I looked at the last election, I was like, I don't know why y'all trying to change white women, Gen Xers and millennials. I said, y'all need to be talking about Gen Z. I said, that's who's going to flip the vote. And when you looked at the numbers, it was Gen Z. And people like you said, I said, we've had 20 years. They would not do it stop focus on the gen z gen z showed up and showed out and so that's why i really think the next generation that that really where we want to see that transition for women in leadership is going to come out of gen z because gen z is is going against cultural norms and they're being taught differently about um gender norms as well congratulations i'm absolutely proud of you i know it is not easy, maybe damn near impossible to do what you've done. And I want to say, go take a nap, go rest, have a skip day from work, have a mental health week from work, take care of you, accidentally lose your phone, drop it in water so nobody else can call you. But whatever it is, go take care of you first because you can't help anybody else until you've taken care of yourself first. 
Thank you.